0: The following Roadshow podcast contains strong language and listener discretion is advised. Rowers tend to use invective and colourful language to explain even the simplest points. This Roadshow podcast is no exception.
1: Welcome to the Roadshow. We're your
0: hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. In
1: South Africa, it brings people together, breaks Olympics. down barriers.
0: Yeah, right. My passion be to be the best is something we strive Truth for. To the role
1: is Compassion. Great. Passion.
0: Passion, fiction, gold. ultimate goal, glory, relentless training, pain. pain. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another epic episode of The Roe Show. Uh, it's another regatta madness. I'm sure you guys have been watching the Second World Cup at Poland today. Uh, There was so much good racing out there and um, it was really awesome for us to watch it. So we're just going to give you a recap of the highlights of the day and the exciting points that we want to chat about. But first of all, uh, Jakey is obviously racing in Poland today, so he was unable to join us on the show today. So I have another guest. I've got my brother, James. Uh, Awesome to have him on the show. Uh, my family is just insanely crazy about rowing with uh, all three of my brothers racing for South Africa at some point. My mom is our team doctor and uh, my dad ra- our dad raced for South Africa back in the day. So really, really cool to have uh, James on the show with me. And yeah, Jimmy, welcome to the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, one of our best listeners as well. Yeah, I know this is bucket list stuff for me. <laughs> it's really cool to have you on. Uh, I know that you've listened to every single episode that we put out there. Uh, Great critique of some of our work Every now and then when we ask you for the feedback Uh, But yeah, it's very, very cool to to have you A different guest on the show And uh, really cool Let's see how this episode goes
1: Yeah, let's hope it goes well
0: So we thought uh, we'd start off with the with, With qualification Because, you know, watching the racing today The umpires, I mean the commentators Are often talking about qualification And it can be such a complicated topic to grasp and uh, it's really really tricky so we went down we read through the, the qualification documents on world rowing uh, but we're just going to simplify it as much as we can for you guys uh, to give you just the best uh, the best info that you can so that next uh, world, world Cup and for world champs this year which is so important for qualification that you guys know what's going on um, so first of all there's basically two ways to qualify you can qualify at the world champs and that has the most amount of slots open, and then you can qualify at the late qualification the following year. But at World Champs, each event has a, basically has a different number of qualification spots. This is all rules made by FISA uh, to just to accommodate the, the number of uh, boat classes that we have and make sure that because they get allotted uh, amount of seats, I think. So they have to adjust. Okay, the men's skull can have more because there's only one person in a boat. And the men's eight has to have a little bit less because there's a lot of people in the boat. Uh, for guys and girls now, it is completely even. So it's quite uh, quite simple from that. You're looking at one boat class, you can uh, you can uh, think about the guys and the girls. So, Jimmy, do you want to explain here
1: on what's, uh, what's going on with the, at World Champs? Who's got uh, which numbers? So basically, Laurie the Single um, has nine seats. So the top nine at World Champs in 2019, they those boats qualify for the Olympics. Um, in the pairs and the doubles, it's top eleven who go through. So basically what it means is that in the B finals, though that's gonna be really intense racing. So in the single, if you coming fourth in the B final, you know, you're still in with the shot for Olympic qualification. It sort of changes the dynamic from being a race for medals and, you know, everyone no one else gets anything else as This massive race for a top eleven spot in the pair.
0: Yeah, and it's often. I mean, we often speak about it with the guests when we're talking and we're saying that like the B finals at World Champs should be the should be the second uh, the main races of the day because the racing is so crazy there. Because if you think about the double or the or the pair, it's eleven spots open. So first of all, there's massive racing to get through the semi. If you can make a final at the semi qualification is done everyone in the a final is going to the olympics or that boat that boat is is qualified for that country then if you look at the b final though you have 11 spots so that means top five in the b final is going through which basically means it's a race to not come last no one's caring about the medals at the front of the field no one no one's not about winning the b final it's about not coming last not coming in that
1: dreaded 12th position to miss the qualification um, yeah no, exactly and also important to remember that it's the boat that qualifies not the athlete so yeah. you qualify the boat the next year you can still go in a different boat yeah the coach can uh, change the yeah. change the crews up so they'll often try and like maximize the number of crews that they qualify yes as opposed to trying to win one medal rather qualify the four and the pair and Wh- then they'll select a top pair which
0: might explain some of the like uh, selections that we've seen at this regatta with like uh, the Aussies splitting up their four or the American women in a lot of different boat classes, because yeah. maybe that the focus of this year's World Champs is not necessarily to win all the golds, but to qualify the the maximum number of crews that they can. Um, so then we've got the the skull that's got nine, the double, the pair that's got eleven, then the quad and the four they only have eight, so that's only top two in the B final, so that's a real big race. Then you go down to the eight which is only five. So that's basically a race in the final not to come last. So, I mean, there's really, I mean, if we look at the eight today, competition is tight and like there's going to be a big crew that doesn't uh, qualify the game, uh, qualified world champs for the games in the eight. So that's pretty crazy. Then the, uh, the one we missed off is the lightweight women's and men's double, which is seven places at world champs. But then, so now you've got all these qualification spots done. Uh, the, those countries have all booked uh, Their, their, their events into the, the Olympics And only one crew per country Like you can't qualify Two doubles or two pairs And then going into it Then you have the late qualification Which is the last chance qualification It's a regatta held in Lucerne, Switzerland uh, Just before the second or third World Cup Usually the second World Cup In uh, in the Olympic year And there's only two spots open Per event there Every event can qualify two more spots and it's a little different because it's so late. Uh, and you don't want countries to stop countries like, okay, you've qualified the pay already. So I'm going to put you in the four. Go qualify the four at late qualification. Then we have two boats qualified. So to stop that happening, if you qualify at late qualification, you have to race at the games in that boat that you qualified at late qualification. So that's what Kim Crow or Kim Brennan was saying in the, in the uh, previous episode was that her doubles partner was injured and she really wanted to race in the double. But she wasn't sure if she was going to make it to the games, so she qualified the single, and then had to race the single. Even though her doubles partner got better and they came back, they got in the double uh, to race. And then there's still uh, continental qualifications, but that's only for the single and the and the lightweight doubles. So those are like uh, they're trying to qualify uh, a lot of different countries. So it's, it gives gives different countries an opportunity to to qualify the boats. So that's like. Uh, I don't know. There's like uh, Africa champs. There's like uh, I think Asia Pacific, and there's like a few continental qualifications where like only that continent can go, and they'll qualify a few spots. Uh, they'll each have a few spots for that event, those events. But only the skull and the lightweight, uh, uh, and the lightweight double. So the, and it's like about so like in the skull, only nine can qualify to world champs, but there's still another 18 continental qualifications open so that really builds up the field quite a lot and then there's still late qualification for another two but anyway i think that's enough of us talking about olympic qualification that's just to give you guys a little bit of uh, feedback on the the things you understand what's kind of happening when the commentator is talking about oh these are big races for olympic qualification or you know where that cutoff is between like making it and not making it to the games and it's really really crazy when you're looking at those spots Uh, Especially those last few markers And the racing coming down to to right to the line For those Olympic uh, qualification spots But let's move on Let's talk about the second World Cup uh, At Poland-Poznan race course It was crazy It was a really strong headwind today So not such fast times coming down the track And some
1: unfair conditions Hey James, would you say? Look, I mean, I think certainly some of the races Definitely tended to um, Lane 1 certainly seemed to, you know get a, its fair share of medals um which is unusual in most regards. usually your medals come from the middle two lanes um it's always hard to tell because it's rowing and you know it is by nature on you know it's always there's always going to be a little bit of that but i do think that when that when the headwind blows at Poznan, it can get a little bit um one-sided there yeah because you've raced there before hey yeah so um i mean yeah it just look like that the the
0: the lane ones, two, three, they were a little bit more advantaged through the middle of the race and lane uh, five and six getting a bit punished. And you know, always wonder why why do they not just change it? Like if they even suspect anything, I feel like they should just change the lanes and move on. Like, you know, not overthink it and like, ooh, you know, is it trying to work it out to the exact margin that the gain is happening? Just move the lanes. Adjust the lanes. Give the, the people that qualified first. Give them the lanes that you that people are saying or think are faster or the lanes that are doing the better. I mean, we've had this conversation before on uh, whether you let the athletes or the country choose the lane. So like, okay, you qualified first. So which lane do you want? Oh, you want lane, like on the way to the start line. Okay, you want lane one. Sweet, you give, get lane one. And then like whoever came second, they're like, no, lane one and two. Those are the slow lanes. I'm going lane five. And they yeah. choose there. So that's also quite an interesting concept. I just think it adds like a whole nother aspect though, of you know makes it even more complicated maybe
1: look i mean i think that that's a a good way of of doing it i think it makes it pretty simple Um, you know in the end rowing by nature you know if you want it to be perfectly even get on an ergo yeah so you know you've got to have that little bit of um, oh it's good to have this conversation around it Um, and i think it's also why a course like lucerne is such a a great place to row is because, you know, there's almost... You never have this conversation after a regatta at Lucerne.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: that's, that's why they go back there every year, I yeah. think.
0: But I, I, for me, it's not so much the, the rough water. Like, I like... I don't mind the rough water. I think, like, that's fine. You know, you're going to go race a different race course around the world. Some of them are not going to be that, you know, we're in outdoor sports. Some of them are going to be rough. But, like, don't go... Don't... Like, I don't like a place where it's like, okay, no, these lanes are quicker than that lane. And it's like, that's for me is... I want to yeah. race fair races. I don't want to race... Uh, on an unfair course. I don't mind racing on a wild course. Like, for real, for example, like, I feel like that was a pretty fair course. Yeah. But,
1: just it rough. was, it was just really rough. Like, it was, but it was horrible for everyone, not just for, like, yes, a certain lane. No, I think that's the, that's, that's important. Um, but actually, you know, if you look at this, I mean, there's very few, I, I don't know, I didn't think that there were major upsets here, yeah, with the exception, obviously, of the men's single. Like, I don't think that, oh, wow, um, I don't know. I didn't see anyone in the in lane four, you know, really yes. not winning, and I, well, and if they didn't win, I didn't like it. Didn't come across like oh, lane one just had this massive advantage.
0: Okay, so then let's get into the racing. So yeah. you, I mean, I don't know where you want to start. Jimmy, I mean, you watched the uh, the racing start to finish today. What did you? Do you want it
1: to start overall? Do you say a specific thing that uh, that you picked up? Well, I mean, on the percentages, you know, you've worked out that the men's pair was the the overall high performer so I think that's probably a good place to start the, yeah. you know the Australian um, pair of Hill and Booth those guys have come out of the four that were so dominant last year and they've got such an aggressive style they just go out hit 42 stay there it looks so connected so strong and yeah I mean the way they race is crazy yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. the way they race
0: is crazy and I mean uh, that uh, Alexander Hill I think he's a serious athlete and I, what a beast and I mean he's taken it, that because I mean they did this in the four yeah. for 2017 and 2018 they just come out the blocks firing and then just step on the gas through the second 500 opening up huge margins often by the 1k yeah. and then you know the 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 the, the field comes back on them but like they usually have enough to to go and I mean they they nearly got they nearly messed it up at uh at World Champs last year and just narrowly beating the the Aussie, I mean the Italians, into that uh, gold medal in the four. So, but then just taking the style completely back into the into the pair now and just doing exactly the same thing. Rate is so high through the race, and actually, let's talk on the so the the pair being the high performer of the day. Um, they rode ninety two and a half percent. But let's also talk about the rate of that whole field. I mean, the the, the rate yeah. of the whole field is all you know, the Kiwis, not really um, lower than
1: thirty eight. Yeah, Marion Brake. They also. They were caning it down the field as well. I mean, down yeah, I mean they had
0: forty-five at the end of the race, yeah. sprinting for it. And I mean, they've been at 40,
1: 42 the yeah. whole race. No, it was. Um, it was. I think it was just really high rates, and it, particularly the Australians. You mentioned it when we were watching it that they're so long, so mm-hmm. it looks like frantic, but actually these guys are rowing a really long stroke at forty, really connected. I mean, obviously it looks connected because it's head a headwind, but slow. But I mean, they Could just, you know, the the Kiwis looked a little bit calmer they're also at 40 but I think that's just because they're not rowing quite as long as the Aussies yeah and I think that's where they didn't yeah. they didn't manage to hold the Aussie speed because I feel like they came out the blocks a bit up on the Aussies and then they're like
0: they're stepping everyone as they, as everyone's like sort of coming down into race rhythm the Aussies are just lengthening out and stepping on it and mm-hmm. holding the tempo whereas the Kiwis are shortening up a touch through the middle part of the yeah. race and, uh, and loosening up but yeah that was a really good uh, good race to watch I mean I think that's my race of the day yeah. obviously I'm watching the pair because I'm going a race in it later in the season and it sucked uh, not being at in Poland racing it but just really really cool to watch that race come down the track the tempo of everyone so I would say that there's like a few crews or a few boat classes at the moment it's like the, the men's pair and the men's four that are just like throwing this idea of like 36 long powerful strokes out the window and just let's rate as high as we can basically
1: down the track and, uh, and see where it takes us. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they not massive guys. They don't look huge. You know, they're not, um, and even the, the Croatians who are obviously missing. So that's another mm-hmm. spanner in the works. But they're not like these two meters tall, massive guys. They, you know, you're 190, probably 90, 95 kilos. And they're obviously the training, they're just so conditioned to be able to just throw out this high, you know, this high intensity sprint for that, just for longer.
0: So, do you think that the the Sinkovic brothers will beat the Aussies, or do you think it's going to be, or do you think it'll be a close dice, or do you think they're going to
1: get thrashed by the Aussies? Look, I think that the Europeans, you know, they were behind in this race. I do think that the Sinkovic's are on another level to to say the Serbians, for example. But they're certainly not going to just uh, walk in there and smash the, this Australian pair um, and the Kiwi pair. They look, you know, they looked really good and. They did. They damaged. They did a lot of damage to the field.
0: Yeah, and what I'm like, what I'm also interested to see is like, so like this, I feel like it's quite a risky race plan of like, going out there, leaving, putting everything on the field basically in the first thousand, and hanging on for dear life, or at least that's what it looks like, hanging on for dear life to to hold your, your lead at the, the second part of the race, and like, when the has come and they like put if they start to put pressure on through the middle of the race, can the Aussies still? Do something in the last yeah. 500 and like we haven't ever seen them under pressure like obviously they're under pressure when the Italians coming at them at world champs and they, they don't really step in the four. but like you know if they go down what are they going to, yeah, where, to, where to do to where do you up? step
1: to from 44
0: yeah so <laughs> and also if you've already laid that out you know like that's a huge amount of time to be, to be sprinting basically but yeah a really classy row actually the Australian team was really, really classy at the regatta. And like a lot of their crews, the way a lot of their crews were rowing was just seriously
1: awesome to, to watch. I mean, um, Australia's got nine medals, three golds, three uh, silvers, th- three bronze.
0: Yeah, so uh, looking at the medal table, uh, these are just the Olympic events. And yeah, New Zealand, f- uh, four golds, one silver, one bronze. So they obviously just tip Australia. But Australia with the nine medals, I mean, that's proper. You know, if you can just convert one or two of those bronze and silvers up a notch, you've got a phenomenal crew then. I yeah. mean, that's that's really, really impressive. Um, talk about the, the, the percentages, though, because we just sort of touched on them. And remember, guys, if you want these percentages, just drop me a message and I will, I'll send you a copy of our percentage sheet uh, just so you guys can see. But all that we, we've done is we've taken the times of today against the world record of that event uh, across the field and then you work out the percentage and you can then judge on like how fast people are going and if we look at the the times through the day the i mean i think it was quite gusty out there because there's no like real clear idea of what's happening there but the afternoon row looked a little bit quicker around uh hoppers one to that three o'clock or that those last races uh of the day they looked like they were a little bit quicker um except we have some outliers on the times of day. So like we have men's pair who look, who rode at 11.22 and that was really at the slow part of the day, uh, but they are leading the field at the top. So I think that event was exceptionally fast today, almost a bit like the, the Dutch quad was at Europeans, like really way out the front. Uh, and then you have the men's and women's single who were raced at the later part of the day to 2.20, 2.30, and they were actually really slow. Uh, they were our lowest performers of the day uh, so the the women's skull men's skull they rode 88.3 and 88.4% so uh, pretty slow from them but yeah I thought the water looked really really rough when the men's skull came down and the women's skull was missing the two big dogs Janine Gamelin and Sunita Paspura from uh, uh, Sweden and and Ireland and Napkova yeah and Napkova, oh, and Napkova so you're missing some big dogs, but there other those
1: I often find that
0: the slow races are the good are often really good races because there's like a, a lot more people in the in the mix. Often these fast races, it's one crew out front just punishing it. And uh and really good. But I mean the racing either was pretty exciting and then on the just going back onto sticking on the percentages, then like uh at the at the European champs we had like outliers of people winning by like the, men, uh, the men's quad won by a whole percent. And then the, the, um, the lower performers of the day were like way slower. Whereas today, like the spread is very even through the, the middle of the, the racing. And there's a big pack of uh, six, seven crews all within 1% at the top. So you have men's pair at uh, 92.5%. And then you have uh, lightweight women's double, men's eight, women's quad, men's quad, women's eight all within one percent so the women's eight they're coming in 91.7 percent so yeah i mean it's all within 0.08 of a percent uh so it's really really close stuff going on there at the top of the the front of the pack which is sort of more do you expect at a at the elite
1: level i mean i think the three percent gap between you know the men the men's pair and the light red men's double that's a pretty standard Mm. thing i think that's like that's good spread yeah. the, the singles are obviously outliers and maybe it's just the rough where this obviously affects the singles worse yes um,
0: okay so is there any what event then do you do you want to start with there Jimmy I mean we spoke about the pair so that uh, was a really good row but let's talk about uh, something else then.
1: I think straight back into the women's pair uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that that would be a good place um, to go as well <laughs>
1: No, I think that, that that was a an awesome race. Almost a, an identical race to the men's pair with um the kiwi, but this time with the Kiwis beating the Aussies. You know, the um New Zealand pair of Gala and Prendergast, they were so strong through the middle, just handled those conditions so well, went miles up, and then you know, the last two hundred the, the Aussies came back at them really well. I mean they were and what's interesting about that was that the Australian pair, Morrison and McIntyre, they doubled up in the eight. So the Australian women's eight who caused the upset win in the eight, or I think it was an upset win over the USA. Um, Anyone beating USA in the eight is an upset. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> they, you know, they, they they sat in the sixth seat and the seventh seat of the eight. So they, you know, that's a lot of racing to do over three days when you're doubling up.
0: Yeah, um, although, so uh, when we spoke to uh, Kerry and Grace about the doubling up, they said not that intense because you... in the 8 you only have um, either like a race for lanes or like a a heat uh, or heat and then a straight final Uh, then the progression is quite easy so like you're racing once at the beginning of the regatta in the 8 and then you don't really have to think about it again you can then deal with your pairs race or your fours race completely and then race your 8 at the end of the day but yes, to add another 2 races especially in the 8 is not going to be easy at all No, to
1: come away with a gold and a silver medal as well I but think I mean that's really, really good. I think we did
0: speak about this in the in the hype train on like um on the, the, the Kiwi girls uh, coming in and, and winning this race and then like through the regatta I noticed the commentators like often speaking about this Australian uh, women's pair and the Canadian pair, but like the Canadian pair changed from last year. Yeah. So they were clearly not as not as dominant as they were last year. And then the Australian pair, I mean, they had a big gap to catch up. Like, New Zealand and Canada, New Zealand have dominated the event this cycle. And Canada have come in onto their level. And, I mean, they decimated the field the whole year last year. Every time they're racing, it's like them racing the rest of the field coming in way behind. So, it's a big gap to catch up. And, I mean, that New Zealand uh, women's pair are really, they're rowing phenomenally well. And I think they have big engines on them. So... You know, to to come and box with them is, is exceptionally difficult, I think. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, I mean the I think there's no denying the Kiwis class. They you know, they won pretty much everything. They lost one world champs last year, which is a big loss, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose a world champs, you wanna lose, you know, the one before qualification, before the Olympics. You know, sort of just a, a reminder that you're not unbeatable. Yeah. They, um, you know, but they are they are really good. And, yeah. you know, they, you've got to win these ones where it's a bit close, where the water's a bit rough. You know, for them to come out to win, they won by two seconds nearly. Well, I still remember like Martin Cross talking about them at the beginning of last year and
0: saying that he thinks this is the best crew at World Woodrow, because uh, they were winning the the race by like a mile. Only later on when Canada came into the picture and then it was very close uh, did we like See, okay, the, the, maybe they can be beaten. But I mean. They really are a phenomenal crew, so it's really cool to to see them back in the front of the field. And obviously, they've taken the loss at World Champs quite harshly, and they've really gone and done some seriously big work uh, work over that. And then just like to segue off from that, let's talk about how new. Uh, so like European Champs was pretty cool. I mean, there, there was a lot of good racing there, but like look at what uh, New Zealand and Australia basically have done to this uh, to the medals. Uh, I mean they really have come in and just crushed
1: it and 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 changed the the results from Europeans
0: like crazy,
1: yeah, I mean they took more than a third between the two of them they took more than a third of the medals on offer <laughs> it's, it's it's proper they you know and the three golds for ours four golds for new zealand it's you know just, i think it just shows that there is something that they're doing right down there um you know down under
0: yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's just really, really cool, cool racing from them, And like a lot of their crews and also their racing style as well, I find like it's like a little bit different, you know, the, the, a lot of the time you've seen the New Zealand crew start a bit slow, come with a thunder through the middle and do real damage where and the Aussies come out with the, uh, with the fury, try to hold that out. I mean, you saw the, the, the women's four, they try to do that. They really gave it stick at the beginning and then, uh, and then fell off the pace through the middle and then they can't, uh, can't hold on to it. Um, let's talk about the men's single though I mean one of the lower percentages of the day and uh, going to I mean I really
1: thought Ali Ziedler was going to crush no I also thought I I think we're on the same page we think Ali Ziedler is the next big thing you know so to see him you know dethroned I mean he had a, he had a terrible start let's I don't know what happened he was touching or something but he lost half a length yeah you know, straight out the blocks and that and then in the rough water, he's you know he's only been doing this two years. Yeah. It's really rough. It's you know it's not natural to row in that. It's tough. So maybe that just set him off. He's already in a bad like mental place after missing the start. Works extra hard to try to get back in front because I think he hit the he he hit the front or so was very close to it around 500 in, and then you know Svarey Nielsen just put the hurts on.
0: Yeah, and really cool to yeah. to see him like have such a cracker row. he really did. He just got in his stride and like through the middle of the race. I mean he was the fastest moving crew on the water for, for most of the middle of the race and he really did open up a, a huge gap there. It was really cool to see uh Chetl back in the A final and I mean he really cashed chips early as well to to put himself in the race. Uh, I still think he's he's missing a bit of the training from missing uh, so much with his injuries. So it was like uh, so he didn't hold out through the whole race, but it was just really cool to see him uh, back, and you could just see why that guy's world champion, though the BMT to like be able to go out there and dish up some huge, uh, huge p- p- parts of the race. You know, maybe he's not stringing the whole thing together yet, but I still think we're going to see some good stuff by uh, uh, with from him at uh, at world champs.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was he did have a good race, and I think that we haven't heard the last of him. Uh, Sverri Nielsen. I mean he's been on the you know on the on the picture for a long time on the scene sorry they <laughs> they've um, he's you know, he's always been there and there But A finalist maybe top of the B final good to see him like actually get a good win But really dominate the field he obviously rose really well in the rough
0: but that's why Oli Ziedler is like so crazy though because he's all these other scholars I mean you really have to be batting it out in the single for years before you like can actually do real damage and like take some good results whereas he's just come on this picture and smashed it yeah and I mean he's like the talking point of the single at the moment and he's only 21 no he's
1: um yeah, maybe we'll see him at under 23s this year
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's going to race at under 23s but it'll be great to see him there <laughs> imagine you like at the 23 singles color you like rock up there and you got only at your heat or something <laughs> like, oh my god no, look
1: I, we, I think that this is just a, a blow for him um, I don't think it's going to be too much and you know he knows that this is where he needs to work because last year at um, Plovdiv I think it was also quite rough and he he didn't pull it out the hat when I think a lot of people thought he would um, interesting in the single Robbie Manson Yeah. nowhere to no be way. seen um, yeah I so think we are
0: making a joke we thought that maybe this will be his best season ever because usually he starts really yeah. fast <laughs> kills it at the beginning of the season at the world cups and then doesn't hold it through to world champs whereas now he has done badly at the first world cup so maybe he'll up his game and then we'll see one of those crazy Robbie
1: performances at the end of the year yeah I mean he's just got some other kind of engine on him so also I do think that we'll see him again but not a good start for him I think to the year um, good to see Angel Fournier Rodriguez yeah back in the games back on the podium I just feel like he doesn't win ever though and I yeah. feel like
0: even in this race, I feel like he's he's like just in the pack cruising, cruising, then he like puts something disgusting on the table there, third five hundred, puts himself right into second place, and then he just sort of like Okay, Cruises cool, so he's like, happy, like this a good spot, <laughs> and then like there's no sprint or anything at the end of the race to to hold his position or get a better
1: position. So like I often find watching him is like a bit weird. Yeah, what is uh Charles say? He's the terminator. They just mm-hmm type in the speed he needs to row for the race and he just does that exact speed the whole way through (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) like a robot um okay you pull out one out the hat for Um, us to chat about next I think the lightweight women's double it's something you and Jake love to talk about you call it the gladiator event Jake calls um, it the gladiator event well I think he's not wrong (laughs) this time it didn't disappoint Italy and New Zealand um 0.09 Point zero 0.09 of a second. Oh, Everyone lovely. thought Italy had won. Well, I think that was they pretty even that I Italy think had won. <laughs> and then switched to New Zealand
0: winning. I mean... I, I'm not sure if they announced that New Zealand had it. And then they cut to Italy. Italy. <laughs> and then they said Italy... I don't know. I, couldn't, I can't remember the caption. But it came up and it was like... Uh, Italy... And it gave them their time. Uh, which was, what? 7.22... And then, like, it gave them their time. And then I just heard like, everyone cheering, and they were cheering. So they obviously thought they came up first on the board. They won. And then the results sheet comes up, and they second, and uh, New Zealand just pipped it. But what a race, though. Man, that was awesome. That yeah. is why that event is so crazy. And, I mean, it's like, it's just through the whole field as well. It's just like, I'm going through the middle of the race, and it's just, the field is across, and everyone is just
1: racing for the front. No, it was brilliant. I mean, they, they were awesome. The, I mean, and also you know, New Zealand. You know, we know that Zoe McBride. You know, they've had a great lightweight women's double for the last six years, and you know, for them to go back on top is, is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the whole field, uh by the last place, uh, the top five are all within one percent. Jeez. So really, really cool. And like, yeah, I mean it's just, it's so hard to call this race though because there's so many good, there's so many good
1: crews that like on the day can take it. I mean, we just learned China back in, Uh, you know, they were, this crew was, they were quite prominent towards the Olympics last year. Mm. You know, quite a few of the World Cups, they did really well. So, I just feel like you have to, you, if, in the lightyear women's double, you have to produce your absolute best
0: on the day. Yes. Otherwise, and like this is, now in your heat in your semi and in your final because everyone can do it on the day yeah. like m- most crews that you're lining up against are good enough to do it so everyone if you do if you come there and you bring your 99% goodbye you're not winning that race yeah. not happening yeah, there's no one that's like the out final. the field yeah <laughs> so um, so it's like I think it's like really exciting to just see the like evolution through the year and like who actually is basically coming down to like who is this big BMT and like who can Put it on on the day on that finals day. So very very cool. And I, and I yeah I hope that uh, we see some more exciting
1: racing from this event. But we will. Yeah, we definitely will. I think missing the Dutch. They mm. always um, you know they've got a strong crew there. Yeah, I think this regatta really missed the Dutch. Yes. You know
0: there was like a few events where I'm watching and I'm like yo, oh, the the, the Dutch men's quad, men's quad, uh, women's four you know Lightweight Women's Double and I mean the Lightweight Women's Double because you've got um, uh, Ilse Paulus and then she w- rode with her oh I'm going blank on the names now but she her partner from last year Marika Kaiser uh, Marika Kaiser was in the skull last year nice James that's why I brought you on the show Always the, 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 <laughs> the knowledge um, she rode in the skull because she'd been coming back from injury so maybe that they'll be back in the boats uh, third world cup maybe and then we'll get to see um, but yeah, I think we really missed uh, the 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 Netherlands team and the Romanian team uh, because both of those have like certain events where they really bring a lot to the to the picture. So I think that's another two teams that will change up the, the middle table when it comes to World Champs.
1: Yeah. None, I mean the. Should we go to and so we move on? We can move on for sure. Yeah, men's four australia you know bringing a quite a strong sweep team i can't believe it and like i really thought okay
0: now they've broken up this like crazy four yeah, they're, they're like four that was just the unbeatable four the unbeatable <laughs> four that was also like <laughs> like breaking the mold you know like uh they were just doing different shit every regatta like to anyone else no one it's like you know like sometimes like oh okay this crew's like what they perform is really good let's try copy that no one could even try to copy them because they were like, "This is madness!" You know, you're going out as hard as you can, or at least this is what it looks like: you're going out as hard as it can, killing it through the middle, dying at the end to hold on to gold. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, now you've changed, you've replaced three people out of this four, and now you're gonna race again, and they do the same thing. They race exactly the same, and they win again. And I mean, I I thought that the eight would be better, and that and their pair was going to be good, and I thought their four would suffer a bit and my word I was wrong
1: well, I mean Charles is saying the one um, the one their bowman in their four was um, he raced him at under 23s last year and I think I think they were in the B final yeah so there's obviously a lot going right down there yes. with their coaching they're obviously coaching good crews they obviously teach them how to race really well they um, I mean just to come out come out there and win yeah <laughs> you know I don't think many people expect it not just you and you know, the Italians, they look... Oh, I love watching the Italian crew. Put Matteo in the front, like put riding Mateo the bull. In the
0: front. <laughs> and I mean, you could just... Every shot, like, the Kiwis look like they're 40. They look like they were rowing... It's like a fast stroke. It's... You look, I mean, the Aussies, and it's uh, under pressure. But, like, then you look at the Italians, and it just looks like it's times 10. It just <laughs> looks so berserk the whole time. I really love watching them uh, race. And they, I mean, they do come... Come uh, with the, the a good finish at the end there. So no, they were strong, um, and I think that they and they've changed up their crew slightly. They put uh, Abignali back in the in the in the four, which is uh, cool to see. And yeah, I think they were a little bit quicker than they were at uh, Europeans.
1: No, definitely. Um, I think the Aussies, you know, if you compare the four to their pair, they don't look quite as frantic. You know, they're still up at forty, but I think a little bit calmer. And maybe that's, as we're talking about, that length that they have in the pair, that Booth and Hill are just rowing so long at 42, that it just looks like they're really going for it. Yeah,
0: I thought that the Aussie 4 was a little bit shorter, I thought that they, but I mean it's working for them and they're going really fast, so I can't critique their rowing at all. Ah, but Um, I don't row, so I can. (laughs) You're allowed to critique as much <laughs> yeah. as you want. The other mention in the four that I want to say is uh, really, really cool to see Will Satch back in the boat. Uh, he's in the, the British team, and he's like, I feel like he's the, the the alpha male in the British team at the moment. And he's had this, he's had huge injuries and shoulder ops and all sorts. So really cool to see him coming back. I mean, he didn't have a great regatta. I think they they when he was in the second GB four and they suffered a bit. But like, I think we'll see him back in the big picture soon because that
1: guy's a machine. Well, I mean, GB overall zero gold medals. Yeah, that's unheard of. That's not great. Unheard um, of. Um,
0: but I mean, they've got just so many young people, and like so many people, I don't even recognize so, anyone in that
1: eight except Mo. Yeah, uh, well, and, and, um, and Matt, Terrence Matt Terrence as
0: well. Yeah. So, um, I thought the eight was actually pretty good, though. I mean, the eight had a good paddle. The eight are like, I think their boats are like starting to to show a little bit of form, but I think they have a lot of work to do to produce what they.
1: What Sort of what we've come to accept yeah. uh, from G.B. Ray. I think we're just used to that, uh, you know, from London when they won I don't know, 13 out of 14 medals. Yeah. Um, let's move on then, Jimbo.
0: Um, sorry, excuse the birds in the background. It's the South African hardy-da. It makes the most awful noise. Keeps me up in the morning. Um, what... Do you wanna chat next? Should we chat uh, men's double? Lightweight men's double. Lightweight men's double. Lightweight men's double and men's double actually. So the lightweight men's double, also on the slow side of of the percentages, but also really quick and really exciting race though. Uh, I mean we watched from Europeans the great battle between Germany and Italy. Um, and Italy like would just didn't ever really take the front. They took the front of the race for like briefly in the in the at like three hundred metres to go. Um but even the, even Martin Cross was just saying no way that uh, the the what's his name Jason Osborne in the Strokes he he has got way too much power you can't box with him in the sprints for the finish line uh, you have got to get way up on him to to hold off the sprint at the end and I mean you saw that at Europeans then in this in this regatta Italy went a little bit further up they really took control of the race in the middle or or, or the second quarter and then Jason Osborne that guy is a machine uh, he's really that uh, German double you can see the power the boats is just driving so quick through the water so just I mean they just took the lead back basically and then even the, the sprints at the end you can see that the uh, Italian's really going for it and then the German's just like huge power pounding it on and they just like basically walk away
1: but still really cool race yeah I mean I I really enjoyed it you know the lightweight race always mm. Always good to watch. Um, I mean, Ruta and um, what's it? Ruta and Oppo. Ruta and Oppo, yeah. They, um, you know, they really race well. I think. You know, they really go for hey? it. They got a lot of experience. Um, I don't think, like, don't write them off. Oh no. I mean, I know, like, you know, I think Jason Osborne's still quite young. They, they look like a young crew, and. You know that Italian no no for sure experience and Italians the, always show up at, at oh goals. Yeah, that's another thing.
0: Um, I just think it's like there's quite a lot to, yeah. to that's still got to come through the through the year. But like you know you can see it, Italy trying to tweak where they can find the speed or where can they like put this yeah. move on them because I feel like they're making a move and then Germany's like counseling each yeah.
1: every, each like angle they try and take. Yeah, I think they tried it in the first half of this race and really the Germans just punished them. I mean, two seconds in the lightweight double, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big margin for. Uh, I mean, we're looking at
0: 0.01 or 0.09 uh, for um, the lightweight women's
1: double. There's definitely. a big margin there. <laughs> we're definitely missing the um, the Irish lightweight double. Oh, yeah, flip. We haven't even spoken about that. Where are they?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are they doing? They said a different double to Europeans. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe they're just living the high life.
1: Um, I don't know, but they, they're lurking somewhere and they will definitely yeah, call out the woodwork to pull like dogs,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, they're going to come into the fray at some point and uh, we'll see uh, what they can do, but yeah, I think that's, uh, we have to, we just have to wait for them, because I mean, I haven't heard any like, I don't think they're injured or, or anything like that, so I'm not really sure why they haven't been racing. Um, which is either a good thing if they're putting in big training or a bad thing if they're not going that well and they're hiding
1: away. Yeah, well, we'll see. They always mm-hmm. seem to, you know, come right for big big races. Um, interesting to see the, the Aussies. I mean, we haven't seen an Aussie double. Oh double yeah. for a long time. They, you know, nice young crew. Yeah,
0: I was saying to James Thompson, he was saying that uh, it, like, basically Aussie didn't have a lightweight system last Olympic cycle. Uh, They basically scrapped it, which is, uh, I mean, I must go back and and have a look and see if they did have any lightweights lurking around, but that's the first Australian lightweight crew, men's crew, that I've seen for quite a while. Yeah, really, really good result there. Yeah. So,
1: uh, men's double, Um, do you know if you want to chat about that? I did take some notes on that. It looked like Poland, Poland's not been racing the same combination, this, um, this year, now they switched back to the combination that was quite successful last year. And they were winning most of the race until GB came with the big 3500 and suddenly Switzerland came out of nowhere. And um, Tim Olenasti and um, Stefan Kuga. Kuga, they you know, came for the bronze medal. I think there's been a lot of hype around those German The German squad, squad, this squad? squad.
0: There's been a lot of hype around this event. So, like, in the, through the week it was crazy close. It was really close In the heats And the semis And like You know You could just feel Like the pressure Is on these guys And you could see it In the race So like The first half of the race Unfolded like a normal race But then the second half Like it changed completely Like all the people That were down Were like moving up And, yeah, and the
1: British Made a huge move In that third 500 I, When they did that I thought "Geez, these guys Are going to I know The this. way they were
0: moving I mean at the, at one point they, Their speed was like Yeah <laughs> So much more Than the rest of the field They were taking Like a man a stroke Yeah And uh, they just really Took it on there But then I think They just I think they just Went for the sprints A little bit early Yeah And then they ran Out of the gears When the Swiss came With like this huge Purpose at the end But uh I think that uh, talking about GB there, I think that GB uh, sculling squad is basically holding it up. Yeah. But you know, their scalar did quite well in the final. And Thomas Beres. Yeah, the the double now doing okay, and their quad didn't have a great role today, I don't think, but they had a pretty good role last at Europeans. So I think we'll see them at the front again.
1: Yeah, no, they um, are they quality crew, but I think it, just specifically around the Germans as well, they've been, yeah. you know, they've done that whole documentary on their, you know, on their team. So everyone's like now knows everyone you know about all these guys yeah um and they haven't really been performing really well i mean tim ole has been everyone's been talking about him for years and you know now then zadler came and took him out last year now it's good to see him like on the podium cool to see that you because you
0: know these guys I like that I like that he was on the podium I think it's very cool and like uh, teaming up it's cool that like okay he didn't win in the single but like now he's just taking on the the double and like Stefan Kruger has had a lot of good results over the years so to jump in there and like and then uh, and make the boat go well and it's close I mean like uh, these crews feel like they could just tweak a little bit of their their race plan and a little bit of their training and
1: they're going to they're going to win and don't forget, think everyone must feel like that. Yeah. Don't forget, the for all the talk of the Dutch quad, they've had one good result. The German quad wins the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's what they're good at. Yeah. <laughs> you so know, the last well. cycle, they only won one world champs. Didn't win anything else the whole year, and suddenly at the Olympic Games, gold. You know, King Karl. Yeah, King Carl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> King Carl Schultz. Um,
0: let's talk about big performances. Let's go to the eight. Because. That was, I love watching the eight. Actually, you know, when you watch yeah. these events, and I'm always like, oh, you know, the eight's just dominated by the, the top countries, and it's like, it shouldn't be like this. And then you like, get the, like Gotta the live start, the, eight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the line comes up, and it's like, oh, I really want to watch this eight's race. I like get so excited. Um, Germany, I mean, it was
1: really close to Europeans, but today they were on another level. Well, I mean, they were put under a bit of pressure that first 500 and then, you know, over a space of like 500 meters, they just put it like a length into the field. You really? know, they were, I think they were, you know, canvas down, um, I think on the Canadians. And then 300 meters later, they're half a length up. And you just think, how did they, how did that happen? Yeah. No, it's and they just had crazy. such killer rhythm through the rough water. And yeah, and they, they certainly earned the win this time. They but looked better though. Like they look like good they looked, compared to, because the Europeans at they Europeans looked a
0: they, bit. Nah, yeah, they're like you know the German age is like always so. It's like this precision machine. Yeah. Every blade is tucked exactly together. All the stripes line up, <laughs> and uh, and as Europeans it didn't feel like we were watching that eight. I sort in of wobbled at the
1: start and then yeah. you know, just I think just
0: hammered it down. In this in this one we we definitely saw a bit more of the German precision coming through and uh, just really cool to see them uh, boxing it really well. But then also like other cool, I think like the eight, why it's so cool at the moment is like, a lot of other talking points in the eight. I mean, uh, Mahi and, and Hamish. Uh, very cool. Very cool. I like, <laughs> yes, I like, you just want to see these guys like just driving this eight along. I don't know why they would take Hamish out the stroke seat. I mean, this guy's a proven vet in the, in the eight. So um, I don't know why they took him out of the, I mean, in the pair. So I don't know why they are talking about the stroke seat. Uh, nope. Obviously, they got their reasons, but I would not uh, mess with that one. I think you just want to see Hamish in the stroke of an eight, <laughs> yeah, and see what uh, what he can do up front there. But yeah, I mean that was very cool. I think that we'll still see. You know, uh, I know New Zealand winning the, the the medal table today, but I still think their crews can. There's a few more. You know, like the eight's like a lot of people, and they've just travelled, so maybe they're a bit rusty and they're not quite. Uh, their new form.
1: crew, they came forth. The only crew you're adding in here is the Dutch. So, but just But no, going this
0: to tighten up and will chance. Because, like, as
1: we said, there's Olympic only five qualification. Olympic qualification there. Like,
0: if you're not in this in the top five there, I mean, fourth place, you're pretty close to to the back of the field there.
1: But, I mean, just, I mean, with Jake, you guys spoke about how uh, Mai and Hamish are going to bring so much knowledge to that boat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they're with a bunch of young guys suddenly you've got people who are like, no, 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 this is the way it works best. So you've got yeah, some confidence can go, in the that way that you're go gonna be
0: doing stuff. Right or wrong though.
1: I, I think if they if everyone yes. buys in it look, it looks like they're doing the right yes. stuff there. That's the best New Zealand eight we've seen in a long time. Yeah.
0: I was surprised with the with the Australian eight. I thought that they would be really, they'd be a little bit quicker. I mean they they were very fast at world champs last year. But yeah. uh, maybe they also uh, just need some more time. Come World Champs, maybe they'll they'll fire a bit better. You know, the eight race is like I think it's also it's like similar to how we're talking about the the lightweight women's double. It's like if you don't bring your hundred percent, and now you have like nine people in your crew that need to bring a hundred percent to put yourself in the in the game. And now, like maybe if you just one oak or everyone is just
1: slightly off, you're not firing. And you're not going to win. yeah hundred percent. I mean, I it's going to be some disappointed guys this year. I mean, obviously through all the events. But you know you're going to be leaving Australia or um, and then like you know the Dutch, mm-hmm. New Zealand. It's going to be. I don't. Good, man. I'm, I don't know if there's an American eight somewhere no, in the world. There definitely is
0: an American eight. American eight was pretty big last year because yeah. remember they got the Mike Teddy. Mike Teddy came back to coach the American eight. Who he went to coach? I think California uh, the the vices there, um, and he's like the the eight guru basically yeah. because he won the the two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Olympic Games with the eights so yeah. with America so I think uh, we will see America come in and they're not going to come in at the back somewhere and they've got a lot in, of in the mix.
1: like the university system seems you know really you know, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out of there you know Yale and, and Washington they they look they sound strong we haven't seen any of that though
0: also what is cool is uh, sorry also what is cool is the how epic in, in the Canadian eights their cox so like uh, I don't know if you if you were watching and you noticed but they cox, um, is this lady she's been coxing Canada for so many years she's sixty years old, and she just uh, yeah she's sixty years old and she coaches and she coxes them, she coxes a lot of mostly the women's crews but now this cycle uh, females can coach male crews and uh, vice versa as well so like uh, she's coaching the the men's eight. She first raced in uh ninety uh, first Olympics was ninety two. Or maybe even eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Eighty four Olympic Games. Uh, so that is crazy. I mean yeah. that, I mean she's basically yeah, she must have been at all the Olympics since then. Yeah, they've guessing. got
1: uh, Dick Tonks running the show there in Canada. Yeah, so So very, very you see Colin McCabe in the yeah in the pair. So maybe some maybe some more to be seen there from from them, if they can handle the training program. <laughs> yeah, if they can handle uh, Dick Tonks, then maybe they will
0: do some, some really good stuff over the next few months. But, uh, yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to cover, Jimmy?
1: No, I think we've done a pretty... I think we've done a good easy. job. You
0: know, we don't want to cover everyone. We want to cover the talking points. Uh, we don't want to necessarily go through race by race, athlete by athlete, and, and cover everyone. We want to just give you guys the, the highlights of, of the of the regatta and like
1: go back. So there were a lot of highlights today. There honestly. were a lot of highlights. We did cover
0: most of most of the events, but like we don't need to go into every detail. And I'm and that but that also means that we're gonna miss stuff. So if we do not miss stuff, drop us a message, drop us a mail and uh, we'll either tell you that you're right or wrong or we'll add it into our next show. Um, we'll, we'll let
1: Jake handle that.
0: We'll let Jake handle. <laughs> he always handles the the PR uh, side of things. Do you uh, if you had to go so now say you missed this regatta you didn't watch the racing uh, and you want to go watch your one race which race are you going to go watch?
1: jeez <laughs> I don't know um, I think look I mean the pair always that's, that was an awesome race um, yeah I would even go as far as like men's or women's pair men's men's and women's pair yeah, yeah. that's a good one and then the light red women's double because oh. that was such a close finish.
0: Oh, the finish was so good. Yeah. So like, kind of, yeah. You, know, you kind of had to go. Women's, okay, I would go light red women's double and yeah. uh, men's pair. But yeah, because because of, of the finish of the, mm-hmm. just the classiness of the ro- of the race, the men's pair race and the, the new Australians and then the sprint finish and the chopping and changing in the in the light red women's double. Yeah.
1: Excited to see the Croatians come back. I know, yes. I South
0: Africans, <laughs> we we got some work to do. I think uh, before boxing at the top of the the percentage sheets, um, but yeah, really, really excited to see the, the Croatians come back in, and hopefully they're not too injured and uh, and they don't uh, come off too much form. Thanks, Jimmy. I think that's a wrap for us.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's bucket really, list
0: stuff. Really, really cool to to have you on the show. Um, just awesome, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll get some other guests on the show at a stage soon. So this has worked out quite well. Yeah. Well, I'll wait to see.
1: Yeah, let's the
0: <laughs> To see if it's worked out quite well, but I really enjoyed the chat, so it was really really cool. Thanks very much for coming on the show.
1: No,
0: thanks for having me. Cool. Anything else you you want to add? Nothing. You want to shout out to anyone? Yeah. Shout out to Stuart James. <laughs> <laughs> Does he even listen? You better, you told me I had to give him a (laughs) (laughs) shout-out. Okay, shout-out there. Okay, cool. That's a wrap from us. We're out. Cheers.